Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, party people? It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, May 5th. Hope everybody had a joyous May 4th. You got the Star Wars jokes out of your system. Then last night, you watched a little NBA action, which we'll get to shortly. But I got to tease our guest today, um, NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. He, uh, he's kind of risen in the ranks. I guess he's like one of their top NFL reporters now. I mean, I've known him for a while. He's a pretty meteoric rise from, you know, like a team reporter to a national reporter. He covers everything. And this is a guy who covered Brett Favre in Minnesota, Johnny Football in Cleveland, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's got stories about all of them. It's good stuff. I think you're going to like what he has to say about the Packers. I'm just going to say this. Andrew Luck retired early from the Colts. 
and the Colts didn't make him pay back $24 million. That is a topic that we talk about because remember, Aaron Rodgers, if he goes through with this retirement thing, everybody thinks it's a bluff, he would have to potentially owe the team in the neighborhood of 40 mil. That's a lot more than Andrew Luck. Now, consider Andrew Luck's you know, $24 million uh, parachute payment. Thank you for your service and leading us to the playoffs a bunch of times. Aaron Rodgers has done much more than that in Green Bay, but a contentious ending could color that. It's a good topic. I think you're going to like this with Jeremy Fowler. Really quickly off the top, I want to just touch on a couple NBA items. First of all, this news that LeBron is going to miss both big games this week, the Thursday night game against the Paperclips, and then the Friday night game against the Blazers, not ideal, not ideal for the Lakers' chances of avoiding that play-in game. That being said, I think some bigger things happen in the league. Now, again, there's about five or six games, maybe seven for some teams, left in the season. And I don't want to put too much emphasis on games that happen late. If you listened to yesterday's pod, you know this. We've been through this. LeBron and his team sometimes fade late. They don't really care. They're disinterested. The playoffs matter. Okay? Bucks nets was an interesting game and result. Folks, uh, just so you know, the Brooklyn Nets tried really, really hard to win that game. They want the number one seed. If you are the top three teams in the East by far are the Sixers, the Nets, and the Bucks. Two of those will have to meet in the second round. Whoever gets the number one seed likely faces like Miami slash New York in the second round. That is a significantly easier matchup than going toe-to-toe with uh, the Nets or Bucks. okay? So if the Sixers get that number one seed and they're now up one and a half games thanks to the Nets' loss in Milwaukee, um, and the Nets tried hard. Listen, KD played 40 minutes, scored 32 points. Kyrie Irving played 39 minutes, scored 38 points. It was pretty clear that that bench, remember how Bruce uh, Brown had delivered and Nick Claxton had delivered and... Um, They've had guys show out. Uh, Landry Shamit, by the way, was awful. Uh, one for eight. Uh, just a bad game from him. But just remember, add James Harden to that trio. They're not going to be going to deep into the bench here when you get to the big playoff games. This what this felt like a playoff game. The Bucks come out on top. Uh, I mean, they just had too much offense. Uh, Giannis got whatever he wanted. I mean, he scored 36 on 30 shots. He was uh, pretty good from the line, 10 or 12, which is uncharacteristic for him. But when Drew Holiday is going to go 23-10-8, Dante DiVincenzo, 10 points, 15 rebounds, and then Chris Middleton, 23 points. Bucks look, uh, uh, folks, Bucks look really good when Bryn Forbes is coming off the bench with 14 points. Uh, this is a Bucks team. I'm not going overboard. P.J. Tucker still getting worked into the mix. Bucks look good. And, and for the first time in really in two years, the Bucks kind of come into this as a bit of an underdog. If you remember the last two years, they were favored to beat the Raptors. They led that series 2-0, then gagged it away to Kawhi. Then last year, they kind of sputtered going into the bubble, and then they got stomped out by the Heat in the second round. When there were a big expectations, the Bucks collapsed. Not a lot of expectations this year because everybody's talking about the Nets, and then there's you know the Joel Embiid fanboys out there. So big result, bad one for the Nets. And again, they don't have James Harden. James Harden changes things significantly. But I mean, just watching a little of that game, I do wonder how much does he change things? 
are we saying Kyrie Irving is taking not 25 shots, but 18? Um, I, I, what's the bench rotation look like? I'm just curious. Like, can you play KD, Harden, and Kyrie 40 in a pivotal game five, in a pivotal game six, pivotal game seven? I, I don't know. There's still there's just a lot of unanswered questions about the Bucks heading into the postseason. So not a good result for them, uh, for the Nets. The Bucks again, impressive win for Milwaukee. I quickly want to go over to Scott Brooks and the Wizards. We haven't done a ton on Russell Westbrook. There is a lot of people out there who constantly are telling me, Jay, you got to give Russell Westbrook his, his, his flowers. Come on, give it to him. Give it to him. Come on, he's been incredible. True story. Russell Westbrook's been fantastic. I mean, he's putting up monster numbers. They have a big one tonight against the Bucks. The Wizards are in the playoffs. I'm spinning it forward. I'm not saying do the, do the Wizards have a chance to pull an upset. I don't really care if they could go from the 10 to the 7. I don't care about that. It's irrelevant. The big story, guys, think about it this way. The two biggest names you've been hearing, disgruntled star to head to form a trio with somebody, were Bradley Beal and Carl Anthony Towns. Bradley Beal early in the season was so bitter with the Wiz. There was a, there was a game he had buried his hands, his head in his hands on the sideline. It was just, like devastated, not speaking. There were defensive assignments where he would just stand there, and um, he was he was disinterested. He was unhappy, and it was like, all right, where's Bradley Beal going to go? He's the big story next offseason. And now Russell Westbrook has saved the day. And Russell Westbrook, all of a sudden, playing out of his mind, Rui Hachimura, one of my favorite names in the NBA, like they're playing well. I think it's safe to say they're going to be a playoff team, and Bradley Beal is going to be removed from the offseason equation of Who's the star? Who's going to want out? Now, the Knicks have played well to the point where you expect someone to say, I want to go play with Thibodeau and Randall in New York. New York's happening again. They're the number four seed. Like, there's a vibe there. It's a vibe, as they say on Instagram. But I wonder about Carl Anthony Towns. The Wolves have climbed out of the basement and D'Angelo Russell's finally healthy. Anthony Edwards showing out. He made the rookie of the year thing interesting. LaMelo Ball was a runaway winner, got hurt. Anthony Edwards just kept getting buckets. And you're like, oh, uh, this is kind of an interesting deal. Now, they're not making the playoffs. That's definitely not happening. They are 20 and 45. But showing signs of improvement, kind of nice. And can they leapfrog OKC, Cleveland, Orlando in that race to, if they lose the pick, they give it to Golden State instead of it being four or five it's like eight or nine which would not really help golden state um and you know uh, if minnesota is the pick in the top three they keep it um i I, you know i i think there's a case where carl anthony town says you know what think i'm gonna stay and now you're looking at an nba offseason the first in a long ass time folks where there's gonna be no player movement i will give you a sleeper name I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not saying he wants out because he's all along said, I don't want out. Damian Lillard, my guy. You know I'm a Damian Lillard fan. He spoke to Chris Haynes recently. And Damian Lillard and Chris Haynes had like a sit down and Lillard was not thrilled at like the direction. And you don't want to read too much into it. But it was curious timing because it, it came at a point where Portland's still fighting for a playoff spot. And, I mean, Lillard was it briefly an MVP candidate. Um, 
I don't know. It, it almost felt like Damian Lillard was not happy. They went to the um, conference finals two years ago. They got swept by Golden State, but come on. It was the juggernaut Warriors. Um, I, I, I don't think Dame's going to ask out, but at the same time, I don't know that trading C.J. McCollum is going to fetch what they need. What would they need? Well, I thought they had a wing in Robert Covington. Clearly not the case. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, on the NBA front, like you need a star to one out to drive the NBA offseason cycle. Otherwise, free agency is kind of irrelevant. Now, the only other name, and again, Dame is a massive reach because he has always said he don't want to go anywhere. Should Beal say, I'm cool in Washington, let's do this. And Carl Anthony Towns says, we're building something in mini. The other guy has to be Kawhi Leonard. And I have floated Kawhi Leonard and the Phoenix Suns a couple times in the offseason. I got laughed at. That's fine. I don't I don't mind going out on a limb. It's worked for me throughout my career in sports media. It's gotten me to where I am. I'm fine going out on a limb, saying Kawhi could be that guy. Let's watch the Clippers in the playoffs. They have Rondo. Is he the solution? I, I Just before we get to Jeremy Fowler, real quick. I can't wait to see how Reggie Jackson, who's played well in the last two months since Patrick Beverly's been hurt, I can't wait to see what happens in a playoff series when Reggie Jackson, who's, again, played very well for this team, looked good, is banished to the bench and getting like 10 minutes because they have Pat Bev and Rondo. Reggie Jackson famously in OKC was chirping because he couldn't get minutes behind Westbrook. And he's like, I'm as good as Russ. I need to be out there. They just shipped his ass out of town. Clippers, long way to go for those guys. In the West. All right, without further ado, let's get to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy I've known, geez, probably 15 years because he's covered the NFL, covered college football at its best, Urban Meyer in Florida. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. Jeremy, how are you, man? I'm good, Jason. Thanks for having me. I think the last time I saw you was at the Combine once upon a time. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. Combine, back when I was uh, going there to try to figure out any fun, interesting nuggets. And that's when I really started to dig into the mock drafts. Uh, personally, I love the draft, Jeremy. I don't know. From from your perspective, it's probably a little tougher, right? You got to actually cover it and do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I thought the draft was great this year, though. Like, yeah. I'm still interested in the draft, and it's three days, you know, gone. Yeah. Um, I think that the no combine almost added an extra layer to it. And then because nobody really knew how it was going to shake out and what San Fran was doing for about a month. And you know, so you're trying to piece it all together. It was crazy. I mean, and, and even these teams, like up until the last day, were waiting on medical information on a guy they might draft in the first round. Um, it was a complete chaos with no combine. Like they were getting all these results really late in the process, even some top guys. So it was it was interesting for sure. And I'm just curious, how did you handle it from a coverage? Was everything from your house where you are in Connecticut or were you bouncing around to pro days and stuff like that? So yeah, pro days are great. I did go to Florida's pro day cause I was doing, um, I, I was doing some Kyle Pitts. I did a story on Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony. So I went down there, uh, and that was cool. And, uh, that was pretty much like, it was as loose as I had seen, um, 
from a like back to normal perspective. Like oh, there were yeah. hundreds of scouts and people like all in the field hanging out and stuff. So it really didn't feel like uh, a, a one big precaution, you know, it's kind of just, um, it, it felt like normal a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, the, I didn't hit, that was the only pro day I went to. So I did everything from home, you know, I got the basement set up and, uh, you just, you make your calls and you, you, you go on air and try to talk about the draft. So, yeah. Hey, let, let's start. You mentioned Kadarius Tony. So it, 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 this is one thing that I kind of have considered, um, when doing these mock drafts and how like my jets playing in New York, cold weather town, the winds pick up in the winter, you need to eat like tough guys. And I'm not going to knock Sam Darnold, but yeah. warm weather, California kid. Okay. You just mentioned Kadarius Tony. Now I believe the giants traded back and scooped him up, right? Yeah. So they traded back the nine spots with Chicago. Got Tony at 20 and they, and they get got Tony. the extra Now first. you yourself are a guy from Florida and you are now living up North in Connecticut. <laughs> I'm just curious. You're obviously you're not playing football. You're doing yeah. media stuff, yeah. but is there something to that? You know, like that. And, and I'm not trying to generalize soft California kids, but I've been out sure. here now about five years and I, I'm going to say it's very easy <laughs> to I get know. soft. I mean, it is, it's like the weather, like right. there's so many options and, you know, I play a bunch of pickup basketball and not that that's a correlation to the NFL, yeah. but it's a little softer out. Like there is just this idea, like Kadarius Tony is a fast guy from uh, the Florida Gators. Right. How is he going to mix with yeah. New York? I'm just, any thoughts on that? Yeah. It's going to test your toughness for sure. But there's an intrigue with that too. Like when you first go into the cold, you're like, oh, I can do this. And this is going to be different and fun. And then it wears, you know, wears on you after a while. But I think early on a kid like that though, he's from Mobile, Alabama. He's it, you know, that could, that could be a tough area. Um, he's pretty hardened, so to speak. And, uh, you know, he's one of those really tough football guys that loves contact. So I think he's actually going to like it. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's another one, right. Coming from California, yeah. used to throwing the ball around at BYU and, you know, you got a clean pocket and, um, you know, it's a different mentality right now. There's turf, it's turf field. So maybe that helps a guy like Tony too. You maintain your speed in the cold. And I think some guys do like it. It's more about the makeup than it is where you're from. Yeah, uh, you you know the the perfect example is Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, California kid goes to Green Bay where it's freezing and he's utterly dominant. Yeah. But uh, you've done a lot of reporting on this. The situation now is, um, I guess, like the biggest story in the NFL probably for the next three months. Like Deshaun Watson for a minute was, and now Rodgers with his alleged edict saying yeah. it's me or the GM. I don't know. Where are you reporting wise on this? And then just your thoughts on, on Rogers. Yeah. This is the story is going to dominate until there's clarity and there might not be clarity for a while. You know, um, I talked to some people around the league, some execs who think that the Packers will dig in here and just wait him out. And then, Hey, if you don't show up, we'll find you and play Jordan love. Um, there are others that think that, that the Packers are already making some plans behind the scenes. Maybe they get a backup quarterback here fairly soon. Because they only have Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers on the roster, mm-hmm. so they could maybe try to get you know an, an older veteran mentor for Love. Start Who else is to, out there? Maybe maybe start to apply some pressure there. Um, the the only way this saves, I think, just after asking around, is that Rodgers just gets a completely new contract that they sort of cave and give him a massive deal, which ends the Jordan Love experiment. But I don't think they want to do that. Uh, they like the flexibility right now of of the they, they can uh, have a double take right they can mm. they can double dip with Rogers contract they can get out of in twenty two, and then they still have Jordan Love waiting and Rogers knows they have that flexibility and doesn't like it so he's applying major pressure. So okay, so you keep saying they is they Gutekunst who I probably keep butchering his name, 
Or is they Mark Murphy? Is Murphy, who is the big boss, the, I guess the guy who hired the GM, do we know what side he's on here? Because, you know, they already had the Brett Favre situation blow up in their face. That was extremely ugly. You actually covered Favre in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but do they want to, like, test Aaron Rodgers? Stop. Let me stop. Is there an example of a superstar quarterback, a top 10 quarterback all time, ever getting fined by his team for holding out? Oh, that's a good question. I, I can't uh, imagine that it's going to get that ugly. Like, right. you don't want to be that fr- – like, how much money has Aaron Rodgers made everybody in the Green Bay Packers organization? Right. Well, we're in a different yeah. era now, right, where you don't just wait out players until August and September. You trade them now, right? Like, because fans are too smart. you got to get the draft capital. And so, you know, you can't just risk losing them for nothing or having them retire. So you got to get some for Aaron Rodgers. You can get multiple first-round picks. You can get players. I think Deshaun Watson maybe would have been the first because Houston was so dug in uh, that, you know, they were maybe waiting, uh, willing to wait that out and start finding him when he didn't show up. Because now with the new CBA, uh, if you're a veteran on a second contract, they can start taking your money. Um, and Nick Casario was that – I think he had that rep as a new GM to be able to, to try to set that limit. Um, now I think that Houston's moving on. I mean, it's pretty obvious. They draft Davis yeah. Mills. They got Tyrod Taylor. I think they're ready to roll with those two guys and wait till Deshaun Watson's case is, is cleared up and then maybe make a move there. Um, so, But I, I think he could have been the one to show up and get fined uh, or if, if he stayed away. Uh, but it's you're right. There's not much precedent for it, especially now. Uh, you try to get the assets best you can. And so Mark Murphy is trying to play both sides, I think. You know, it, I would be shocked if he goes and says, okay, I'm going to fire my GM to make Aaron Rodgers happy. I just, hmm. I don't see that move for a place that traditional. Um, you know, they're not a new age team. They, they stay pretty steady in how, you know, they're, they're very measured in how they act. They're kind of like the Steelers, right? They're not going to make brash moves necessarily. I, so I just don't see that. So, you know, unless they can bridge the gap with a contract, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of compromising to be done right now. It's just a matter of if Rodgers wants to come back. But, you know, Green Bay is a small town, right? It's not like New York City where if you're the GM and you try to run off Eli Manning, you can try to hide, right? And that, by the way, blew up in their face as well. Um, is there a scenario where the GM, you know, maybe gets reassigned in the front office or Murphy just says, I'm sorry, we want to placate our quarterback who's a superstar, who's a legend, and we want to keep him. And sorry, Gutekunst, I'm overruling you. Can, can that happen? It's possible, but... We have to remember, too, that the Jordan Love pick had to be signed off by somebody, and that somebody is Mark Murphy. So it goes to the top. So they were probably all in lockstep. Um, and I think, you know, I can't speak for Matt LaFleur, but I think he, and he wanted he came to Green Bay to coach Aaron Rodgers. But I think yeah. he likes Jordan Love. And and look, we know Rodgers is I think it's pretty well documented. He's not the easiest guy yes. uh, to coach and to to play for, to manage. I think that's become pretty clear. So. Um, there's probably some people in that building that like the idea of Jordan Love right now. Make no mistake, they want Rodgers back. They made that clear. But, um, you know, this is Jordan Love was a Murphy call, and now it's a call at the Mark at the Mark Murphy level whether they yeah. move on or, or they uh, keep Rodgers. I, I do wonder, we saw Andrew Luck shockingly retire. It seems like yeah. the Colts, by all accounts, were blindsided. But then they did not make him pay back the $24 million. I mean... Aaron Rodgers apparently would have to pay back $40 million if he retired early. Let me oh, ask yeah. you, Jeremy. Rodgers seems to be going through, I don't midlife crisis is a bit strong, but up and started hosting Jeopardy, okay? Right. And then he goes and gets engaged to, you know, this um, actress. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It almost feels like, is, 
is he in that I'm in a transition mode? Hey, you know what? I'm going to try Jeopardy. I'm going to have a life after football. I'm going to I'm getting engaged. Right. You know what? I don't need this drama from the Packers. You guys can have Darren. You can have uh, Jordan Love. I'm going to go do my thing. Can you see that happening? Ooh, see, Andrew Luck was such a unique situation because he had so many injuries. And this, plus, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, he's these franchise quarterbacks make a lot of money for their team. So the Colts knew and Jim Irsay knew the owner that Andrew Luck had made them some money. They had done well. They made the playoffs. So, hey, let's just let him keep the signing bonus that the check we wrote a few years ago. So the Packers could maybe do that to, to make the problem go away, so to speak. But um, I think they'd rather trade him if he wants to keep playing. Uh yeah, I mean, if, if he went and did the Jeopardy full-time, if he got that gig, I, it sounds like he would seriously consider it. He seems really yeah. into it. He seems really engaged. So if you get offered that job, you don't take any contact, you make $10 million a year, whatever it is, um, that would be a, a pay decrease for him. But, um, you know, certainly I could see it. Uh, the Packers, I don't know, that's a lot of money to just let him keep for just yeah. a couple years. 40, though, 40 I, mil. <laughs> I mean, we saw with Calvin Johnson in Detroit. Now, that was a little ugly. He had a couple years left on his deal. They made a payback some of the signing bonus, and it's been oh. very tenuous even since then. So they're just starting to now reconcile. This would be even uglier because they already have friction, and then they ask for more money. Yeah. Uh, that would be – you, you might be onto something. Maybe they wouldn't ask for that money. I, I just, I, I, I'm I'm curious. Do, do you happen to know a ballpark on the uh, the Calvin Johnson number? Because I, I had forgotten that one. I think it was only a few million left. But it's like, you yeah. know, that, that signing bonus pro rate. So whatever deal he had done, it was yeah. like a six-year it's deal. Like- and he had some left on it, but it was, it might've only been like a million or two. I don't think it was a massive number, but it's like, come mm-hmm. on, really? I produced for you. I'm a hall of fame guy. And you're going to ask me to yeah. pay back like money that you probably don't need. Um, but in this case, that's a big signing bonus. Um, plus they just gave him a $6.8 million roster bonus. So there, there are a lot of <laughs> dynamics here in play yeah. um, where if he walked away, I, I, you know, it's convenient for him to say, I want to walk away because it applies pressure on them now. And that's part of his right. leverage. Uh, you you covered a bunch of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. I, I'm just curious. You know, Roethlisberger's near the end, and yep. in this offseason, I thought Pittsburgh. You know, they didn't they didn't have a plan B. They didn't make a move really in free agency. I'm not counting Haskins. Right. Um, where are you on Big Big Ben? Do you think? I mean, is this it for him? His swan song? Probably. So he's 39. Yeah, he and he's got I one year left on the deal. I mean, yeah. you know, when you take a five million dollar salary cut, I don't care how you slice it. Um, even if he's helping the team, which is good on him to do that, but like, you know, that's always a bad sign. That's always a sign of declining play. If he had a monster year, they wouldn't have asked him to, to do that. Um, so you know, he goes from 19 million to 14 million. It's a pay cut, it is what it is. So you have to yeah. take that as declining play. Anytime a guy takes one, it's it's near the end. Um you know, that said, they, they felt like he could still do enough if they could get him more of a running game. They feel like, okay, maybe we have something for one more year, catch lightning in a bottle, maybe we can get in the playoffs, make some noise, and then you reassess. But, I, you know, I think they're thinking in 2022, they then they can uh, not necessarily blow it up, but look harder at quarterback options. But this is another yeah. franchise. They're not they're like the Packers. They're, they're just very conventional. You know, they got Dwayne Haskins, which – Mike Tomlin always liked his talent. I think they said, hey, let's let's get him in our building for a year. Maybe we can sort of rejuvenate him a little bit, you know, knowing knowing the talents there. And they signed yeah. Mason Rudolph to a contract extension. Oh. People would debate whether he's the answer or not, but they do still like him. They had a high grade right. on him in the draft. They think, hey, maybe in 22, we at least have him under contract. He could start a few games as a one-year bridge guy. I- I'm wondering, Jeremy, why – I just started thinking about this. Why are endings so ugly 
at quarterback. I mean, listen, in the NBA, it happens. You know, I tell people, like, Patrick Ewing didn't end up with the Knicks at the end of his career. Olajuwon ended up with the Raptors. Like, this kind of thing happens sometimes. But in the NFL, like, it's just weird when you see Joe Montana in a Chiefs jersey. You know, Peyton played a few years in Denver. Um, yeah. Tom Brady in Tampa, but between four, I can't see Roethlisberger playing anywhere else. He uh, he looked shot at the end of the season and the playoff game. He was bad. Right. Um, I I don't know. It, it just I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers putting on a Denver Broncos jersey. That just is a tough one for me. I know it. it it's it goes down to like all these players or most of them. You know, they feel like they can still do it for more time, whether they can or not. Tom Brady could. Some others could not. And so when you can, it gets ugly and you get forced out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of Rogers in any other Jersey, uh, and Denver's really the only place that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they got the, well, the Raiders, I, I, apparently the Raiders, so, some reporter claimed that there was interest. I don't, Rogers doesn't seem like a Vegas guy. Yeah. Him and Gruden seem like oil and water, like, or oil and oil. I don't, I don't know. Right. Denver um, makes a ton of sense. It really does. Yeah. I mean, they got a new GM that, that's really well respected. They got a ton and he's collaborative, which Rogers obviously wants. A ton of weapons, three good receivers, good defense. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I think Rodgers would take pride in trying to beat Mahomes every year and like, you know, being in that same division. Um, but yeah, it just it's these teams. It's calculated. You know, it's all about the money and the performance. And if a yeah. player, however great he's been, doesn't match that, it rarely ends well. Unless you just kind of ride into a Super Bowl sunset, which Peyton Manning and John Elway did, but not very many have. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Urban Meyer is back is in back coaching again. He's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say the media gave him a pass at Ohio State, but I feel like, and I'm, I don't want to give you too much credit, Jeremy, but when he was at Florida, I feel like you and other reporters kind of held his feet to the fire back when fl- the Gators had a bunch of off-field stuff. Yeah. Um, I am curious how you think Urban Meyer will transition to the NFL. So it's that's interesting because I, I what's it? What I think Urban might actually show uh, and reveal more than he has or, or has been given credit for, honestly, is the football acumen. I do think he's wired like a Bill Belichick or a Kyle Shanahan. I'm not saying he's at their schematic level, but he might be pretty close. Like he knows all 22 positions exactly every nuance of how they should step, where they should be you know, how the left guard should shade on a run blocking play. Like he's really pretty brilliant with that stuff. So I think he might actually show a little bit where he didn't get a lot of credit because it's like the spread offense and, oh, you just have a bunch of five-star guys at Ohio State and you can you can maul people. Yeah. But um, he's actually pretty good at that stuff. So I think he could scheme his way into some wins. Um, but, the, you know, the problem is they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're pretty short on talent. You saw in the draft, they just had to get whatever they could at every position. Um, I mean like, you know, corner safety linebacker, like the whole defense is is pretty, pretty thin. So if it doesn't go well early on, and plus we don't know how he's going to handle losing because he's never had to lose. And when he does lose, he's shown maybe, uh, he hasn't handled it the best at Florida with, with, you know, retiring and coming back and retiring again. Yeah. So that's the question is, you know, how, how long can he sustain it? 
Um, what's the shelf life for an Urban Meyer era? Is it five years? Um, that seems to be, you know, kind of the case, five or six years. So yeah, but, Jim Harbaugh like, uh, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that, that's been the MO. So, um, but I think schematically he'd actually be pretty good. Um, I think he understands like I got to be hands off. Like I can't be Mr. Intensity all the time. Like I think he gets that. Um, but you know, you're, if you're taking a running back in the first round saying Travis Etienne's going to be a third down back. Like I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what his plan is or if he's naive or if he actually has a master plan we don't understand yet. Maybe he was just saying that to placate the undrafted kid Robinson who yeah, had a really yeah, good year. Um, maybe. Although I think he might surprise like some people, honestly. Well, I, I, I'm bullish on the Jacks. I guess, Jeremy, my question, like, in Columbus, he was, you know, the biggest deal in Ohio. If he yeah. talked about a presidential race, like, people would react. He's kind of hidden in Jacksonville. It's kind of not a big NFL market. You could argue it's the smallest. They have to play. Yeah. Uh, every year they're in London. Um, is Will he be kind of protected being in one of those small markets in kind of a bad division? Yes. Uh, or will the spotlight of Trevor Lawrence, who you know, should be an incredible NFL player, or will that just bring a lot of attention regardless of the market? I think you're absolutely protected. I mean, Dave Caldwell, the GM lasted a long time. I don't remember the exact years, but they had a lot of losing seasons and he did some good things and made some, you know, some good trades and got some good players. They had that one playoff year where they, they almost got to the Super Bowl. but Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell lasted longer in Jacksonville. They would have been New York with that same scenario with the games they lost. So I, I do think the leash is longer. I do think you can hide a little bit there. It's because of the market. It's clearly number 32, uh, 31 or 32 as far as interest. And so, you know, that can kind of help you a little bit. So, you know, I think I think that he probably welcomes that at this point, uh, knowing that if you win games, people will care. And if you lose games, like, you know, you can at least work your way through it a little bit until it's yeah. too late. Uh, I want to quickly go to Cleveland. So you did get to cover the Johnny Manziel experience. First of all, did yeah. you have to move to Cleveland for that? So, <laughs> what was that like? And then, yeah. you know, second of all, like um, – you know, I, I guess I like the Browns a lot, like irrationally. So I think you can make an argument. They have arguably the second best roster in the AFC. That's how stacked they are. Uh, I'm yeah. sure Ravens fans would disagree. Um, but just, I guess, talk about Cleveland, where they were with you and Manziel right. and then uh, where they are now. Yeah. So I was in Minnesota covering the Vikings and I moved to Cleveland in 2014 to cover the Browns. No, no. I was in Chicago in between there doing college okay. football. But then I moved to Cleveland. So it was Johnny's first year. And they were they were like seven and four with Brian Hoyer and like Andrew Hawkins and like all those guys, uh, Jordan yeah, yeah. Cameron at tight end. Like they were just somehow winning games. Um, and then it just all fell apart. And they put Johnny in and he was just woefully unprepared. Like and then the stories that were pouring out of there, like it was just every worst case scenario of Manziel amplified by 10. Like it was just a complete mess of just how, you know, his life was in disarray. Um, and so it was it was interesting. I only covered that team for a year and then they. ESPN moved me to the Steelers uh, and then I eventually moved to Pittsburgh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a different time. It's, it's a very, like they were still trying to figure it out. You had a new owner who was mm -hmm. Jimmy Haslam, who was kind of all over the place and just throwing darts on the wall, trying to figure it out. Now they have figured it out. But um, at the time, you know, you had, I, I, I remember over here on is one of the funniest lines I heard. And it told me like, this is probably a bad sign in Cleveland is they beat the Bengals to go, I think, six and four so they were on top of the afc north for the first time in a long time and then i heard some executives coming out of the locker room afterward and they were high-fiving and hugging each other and then one of them goes we're going to vegas baby really loud <laughs> all the media around and i'm like you know what these guys are just not like the football culture is just not you want ready to win is that right executive now. still in the nfl jeremy uh no 
Oh, at least wow. one of them is not. But uh, Jeez. like they just, you know what I mean? Like the, the stereotypes of Cleveland were like, yeah, they're just not ready. They're going to fumble this. Yeah. And they did. That's what happened. But um, now it's way different. And you're right. They're they're absolutely loaded. Um, I mean, I think they have like 10 new starters on defense or 10 guys who could start or had started last year on their defense between injury and free agency in the draft or, or wow. you know, like capable starters in the draft. So yeah. they're, I mean, the pressure is going to be on defensive coordinator Joe Woods to get it done. He he wanted help. He didn't have a lot of it last year. Now he does. Yeah. Um. I, I'm just curious if memory serves, Johnny Football like didn't show up at a Saturday practice. They couldn't find him. It turns out he had yeah. like a raging keg party. Do you do you remember covering that? Covering that? Yes. So I don't know exactly what the party was. I don't recall that. Um. But I know like security had to go to his house and find him. And. Jeez. And then when they did, you know, he was, he didn't play. I think, you know, he was, he was on, uh, he was out for that game anyways, because he had gotten hurt like a hamstring. That's right. right. So he's missing the final game, but they essentially had to suspend him. And then they, you know, it wasn't good. Um, but were there a lot of guys on the team hanging with him at the, at the part? I mean, was it basically some, a culture issue? Some, but like he hung out with Josh Gordon, some, um, mm. and then you know, obviously Josh had his problems, but they've, uh, yeah. and then, so yeah, I think some teammates hung out with him here and there. I mean, he was very well liked. It just he just wasn't ready at that yeah, stage of his life mature. to work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just showed up and didn't know the plays and stuff like that. And I, I guess I should wrap up asking about another guy who um is kind of a you know, small ish white quarterback who looked very I don't want to say immature, but just looked young at the draft. Uh and that's Zach Wilson of my Jets. Um I will say you watch the highlight reel and Zach Wilson looks like he's making the plays. And you read, oh, he's got the quick twitch stuff of Mahomes. Yeah. And there's a, uh, if you squint, you can see a little Aaron Rodgers. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm so excited and optimistic because we haven't had a franchise quarterback with the Jets in forever. But I don't know. Like, where are you on Zach Wilson? What are you hearing? So, I mean, you know, it's funny. And this is a small majority, but I did talk to enough people around the league that thought, like, if, if the hype around Trevor Lawrence hadn't built for three years, and Zach Wilson might actually make a compelling case for number one, like among a small majority, like maybe wow. 10 to 15 percent. Um, but I, I've talked to a few enough respective people who are like, I think you would at least make it interesting. Like if I was picking number one, I would at least think about it because it's the it's like the maybe it's just the Aaron Rodgers bias. Everybody wants that the wow throws and all the off platform throws and all that. But he really is highly, highly skilled at that to the point where teams are like, man, you could really create with this guy. It's like Steph for what, like, you know, when you think of mm. like the, the creativity of the game and what you can do and making plays on the run and all that. So Trevor's the total, like ter- Trevor's the total package. He's the better right. prospect, but Zach's ceiling because of that, you know, now granted he was, teams are concerned that like, okay, the, the body work is small. He didn't play anybody and he's thrown and he's, he's got an ocean of a pocket. It's not even a pocket. It's like just. He's got nobody around him and he can just make the throw cleanly. So, you know, how does he react to that? We don't know. Like, how does he handle pressure? All those things. But, uh, I mean, I, I think it became really clear very early on in the draft process that he would be number two. Like, it wasn't it wasn't like something that the team had to debate. Everybody just knew Zach was, was the, the second best. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like, Aaron Rodgers, you think back to his time at Cal, you know, two-year starter, put up monster numbers, was no doubt an awesome, awesome talent. But, like, Zach Wilson didn't go into last season as the definite starter at BYU. He had to, like, win the job because the previous years he had been hurt. Like, what? what's your confidence level in a guy who has shown it, again, for one year in a COVID year? I mean, I don't want to say 
there's a little Zach Levine, to borrow an NBA name, like Zach Levine look, has looked incredible this year, but like half the league is hurt, you know? Like right. it's just an awkward year in the NBA. What, what if this was just a weird year in college football? Because, Jeremy, be honest, like had anybody mentioned the name Zach Wilson to you before last college football season? Yeah, not until – I remember like hearing from a few agents that were like, that like study quarterbacks, like you got to watch out for this kid. But it was more like undergrad at that point. It wasn't really – Mm. Um, yeah, he definitely was not known before the game one of the season. Like it was sort of, you kind of had to search him out, but then like the moment he started throwing the ball and they had a few Thursday night games or whatever it was like, they had yeah. just enough nationally televised action where you get to see him live. Um, and, and the buzz grew really fast after that. Um, you know, but, and I think teams knew about him, but you're right. It was like the shoulder injury and the, you know, there's some questions and, um, you know, and I, th- I think the, the COVID season helped him, right? Like there yeah. was a weird year and there weren't probably enough storylines that there normally would be with some of the yeah. pageantry schools. So it's like, okay, who's this kid? And he got more play than maybe he would have. Yeah, it's weird. I looked at the 2022 draft. I'm not going to try to bore you with who's good. Um, it's all a projection, but it everybody wants to find the Zach Wilson, the Kyler Murray, uh, the, the, the Joe Burrow, the guy who comes out of nowhere has a monster year and becomes like an early pick. But let's be kind of honest. I mean, but it's not like Burrow won much in his first year. He looked pretty yeah. good. But like it's it's good. one thing to do it in college, but then to do it in the NFL, like we see the turnover. Like Wentz, eh, gone, golf, gone. Like, I don't know. Is this maybe this is the new cycle? You know, teams make a run with the quarterback, but right. when it comes time to pay him, we're gonna start the cycle over. Let's build around the rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's been talked about by a number of teams. Like do we start to draft a guy every three years, even if we have a star, right? Like, like let's say Josh Allen's probably a bad example because I think he's like becoming a top guy. But let's say the Bills said, okay, we're, you know, we can't pay that guy and still feel a competitive team under the salary cap constraints. So let's just draft another guy, no matter how well Allen played. Now, I think Buffalo is going to pay him and he's the guy, but yeah. teams are at least talking about that model now. Um, like Russell Wilson in Seattle, you know, they've had their mm-hmm. problems. Uh, you know, Russell wants more help and he's getting it this off season. They, they've tried, you know, and, and I think they're in a better place, but I think Seattle was like, how much can we do with this contract? You know, it's, it's a big number. Um, I think all, you know, Kirk Cousins has a $45 million cap hit in 2022, <laughs> 45. Um, yeah. Now the dead salary cap money is the same amount. So maybe it's a, a wash if you move on, but like, mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the, the numbers are so outrageous. And at the at the CBA last year when they were negotiating that, um, the I know the NFL wanted a sort of like a max slot, kind of like in the NBA. They talked about yeah. having like, you know, you could set aside cap for one player, which would basically be a quarterback rule, right? Because every all the quarterbacks are the highest paid. Yes. And you know, oh. the players wouldn't go for it for obvious reasons. You know, they don't want yeah. sort of a competitive imbalance. <laughs> but uh that was I the the league was trying to get in front of that. And now that they have 10 more years of ballooning quarterback money, but the cap is sort of what it is. And you're trying to manage and sign 10 other stars. Like they're wondering, do we just keep drafting rookies? Like that's definitely a a conversation point. I'll I'll get you out of here on this. I did have someone in the league when I kept saying I would never pay Dak 40 mil. I would never pay him 40 mil. Someone texted me like, Jay, the cap is going to be going up. Like this is going to be the new normal in three years. Dak's deal is not going to look bad. The cap's going to keep going up, and I yeah. and I was a little surprised that people think it's going to keep going up in perpetuity. That oh, the cap's going to go up twenty mil and then thirty mil. Like, 
can this be? Can this continue to happen in the league? Maybe it's not an issue. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the forecasts are big, for sure. So it's difficult right now. It's supposed to be easier three years from now. And that's why Dak wanted a four-year deal, and he wouldn't do five years. Even the year before when they were negotiating, he wouldn't do that because he saw this you know, kind of windfall coming. He wants to do the four years and then get back on it and get a new deal at $50 million a year, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be crazy, but um, those numbers are going to keep going up too. So it's still going to be a challenge for some of these teams. Now, like I know teams like to hide behind the salary cap as this big problem, and they can usually get around it anyways, but there is still a question of like how many stars can you pay right now, right? Like, yeah. And seven, maybe like mm. seven veterans on what are, what are the contracts Rams of eight four? million or more. <laughs> Rams have like four, three or Rams four. Have like, yeah, I mean Stafford, Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald. Maybe it's just three. Uh, Leonard Floyd. Um, oh, that's right, Leonard Floyd. Yeah, I guess if you're right, you you can try that strategy. I like how the Rams are getting creative, right? Though they're trying something that nobody else is trying. Like I give them points for that. Yeah, no first round picks in like 28 years or whatever it is. <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's I, right, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I actually joked with Les Snead about that because I was like, man, you guys are getting a mansion for your draft party. You don't even have a first round pick. Like, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, it shows that they're independent. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of like that. And he said, yeah, we're, we're not trying to, uh, we respect how everybody does their job. We don't have all the answers. We're just trying some new yeah. stuff that we think is going to work. We're going to try to hit on our day two picks and hit on our homegrown talent and pay the stars. And then, you know, if we don't have first round picks as a result, that's okay. Yeah. They got the kid two, two at well, um, real tiny guy, but McVay will probably scheme him up like Tyree kill or something. Right. They got him and Deshaun <laughs> now. I mean, they got two. That's four, right, Deshaun two, four, Jackson. Guys. I forgot about him. Yeah, they got speed. Ooh. Yeah, that's what they needed too. They needed burners, and they, they have, have Matt Cooper Stafford with and, the cannon, right? Uh, just unloading, just load it down yeah. the, if he can get protection. So, all right, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, great stuff as always. Jeremy, thanks a lot for the time, and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, Jason, you too, man. Appreciate you having me. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.